What's good, guys? Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. So excited about today's episode that I'm sharing with you guys. And uh, just a reminder, Run Free Podcast is part of Run Free's training holistic approach to training where we take a five-finger approach to dialing in our athletes training and this podcast is dialing the inner game what's going on inside of us how to become better athletes from the inside out so if you're interested in coaching go to runfreetraining.com we got some spots open for you guys so oh man today's episode it's a mixture of like comedy and just like some amazing conversation um amazing knowledge i personally learned a lot through this conversation um but let me just tell you guys a little bit about today's guest all right so let's start off with it's a three-way conversation uh with the quote-unquote big three so the big three i don't know who it was that um dubbed us this but some sports writer uh, started calling us the big three when, in 2001 when Dathan and Alan and myself were coming up in high school and it just kind of was one of those terms that stuck and so we became known the big three and our careers were kind of like forever linked uh, thereafter so we all went on to set American records and um, do some pretty amazing things but we have never sat down and had a three-way conversation before so that's why I'm really excited for the first time ever to share this conversation that we got to have together and i wish it, it could have been like a four hour long conversation i wish it had been better wi-fi which you'll see what i'm talking about here in a little bit uh, but nonetheless an amazing conversation like i said i learned so much and just love just hanging out with these guys and these guys totally saved me on this episode which i'll talk about a little bit later but first let me introduce dathan i, I didn't want to do this when they're still on the podcast because they're both so accomplished i was like I wanted to use our time wisely. So anyways, Dathan, uh, he's probably best known for a 1256, 5,000 meter. That was in 2009. And when he ran that, guys, he was the third fastest non-African ever to run the 5,000 meters at that time. So an amazing, just stunning American record run by him, which we'll talk about on this podcast. He was a three-time national cross-country champion. Uh, he had PRs of, actually it's funny, our 1,500-meter PRs, Dathan and I, were very similar. He was 342.99. I was 342.72, like I think. So got him by just a little bit there, but he got me in pretty much every other event. So <laughs> he definitely uh, was the better man. But anyways, uh, he also ran 739 for 3,000, which is smoking, guys. That's um, 61 and change per lap, uh, 8.11 for two miles, 27.22 for 10K. He ran half marathon in 60 minutes, which we talk about on this podcast. I think there was a lot more there, which he, he agrees with. Uh, and then he ran 207.47 for the marathon. And he's also the bronze medalist at the 2009 World Champs when he ran that 60-minute half. So um, just an amazing runner, amazing career. He recently retired. At the time when we recorded this, it had been one week since his retirement. So we'll talk a little bit about retirement in this episode with him and Alan both. So going back to his high school days, he went to Rockford High in Michigan and ran a personal best of 405 for 1600, 841 for 3200, and 1344 for 5K. So pretty stunning stuff for a high school kid, especially back in those days. Uh, he was the 1999 and 2000 Foot Locker champion in college. He had a short college career because he went pro. Um, just I think how many years did he run? I mean, two or three years he ran collegially before he went professional. But he was uh, fourth at NCAA cross country as a freshman. And then uh, him and I had a, a duke it out race our junior year in 2005 where he outkicked me to win the national championship there. Uh, he was a three-time Olympian in Athens 2004. He ran the 10,000 meters. And then in Beijing, he ran... Uh, the marathon, finishing one spot in front of me, finishing ninth there, and then also the 10,000 meters at the London Olympics. Uh, one of the interesting races that Alan Dathan had is in 2006. They traded laps over 10,000 meters. Um, Alan just bested Dathan by a little bit there in 2734 to 2735. All right, so that's a little bit about Dathan, and his future endeavors are a little bit... Uh, unknown at this point is he's newly retired but let's talk about alan for a second here so he's the fourth fastest man on the planet to have ever run the mile in 346 91 that was in 2007 
Guys, fourth fastest person to ever run the mile is insane. What's even more insane and inspiring about this performance, which we didn't talk about, we talked about his performance on the podcast, but I didn't get a chance to tell him this, but he ran it, it just, and Dathan mentioned this, this little tiny meet in Europe where literally it was like a time trial. Like he had a pacemaker that took him, I don't know how far the pacemaker went, but pacemaker that took him part of the way and then he's literally like on his own in a very low energy stadium and you're in 346 in those conditions so one of the questions i wish i could ask him but didn't ask him is what did he think he could have run if he was in a huge diamond league race with the crowd just pumping i think he's 344 um, which would put him right close to the world record so he still holds the American record at 346.91 today. Uh, he's a 2004 Olympian. Uh, he had a stunning high school career. Broke four minutes for the mile indoors in 2001 in 359.84, which we talk about on the podcast. And then on May 27th, 2001, he ran 353 to shatter Jim Ryan's 36-year-old national high school record. And uh, Dathan and I talk about, or I think Dathan just talks about watching that race. And I remember watching that race myself. Just one of those moments where, like, I can't believe that just happened. And even Alan talks about that race in this podcast, even for himself. He says just like kind of a surreal, stunning moment. So really excited to share with you guys, uh, you know, what it was like for him to live that moment. And then also, like, what was his training like leading up to that race? So um, some really interesting stuff. He went on to run 800-meter personal best of 143.84. Two miles, he ran 8.11, similar to Dathan. 5,000 meters, he ran 13.10. So he had some range here, guys. He ran 10,000 meters in 27.34, as I said. And just an incredible guy. Had an incredible career. Now he's coaching at the University of Arkansas in Little Rock. And... That are, that's a little bit about today's guest, guys. Super excited to share with you guys this conversation. Just a little bit of a disclaimer to start with. I know I've been having audio issues issues on this podcast, but ran into another snag on this one where I was getting kicked off our call. It doesn't happen until later in the podcast, so um, it, it didn't end up being a huge deal. And Dathan and Alan did a great job of just uh, taking doing a little podcast takeover they literally took over my podcast and were asking each other questions and um did a did an amazing job of just kind of running with what life throws at you that's a life in the mountains where wi-fi is about as good as it is in ethiopia when i'm in the mountains there so anyways guys enjoy this conversation thanks for tuning in dathan allen thanks so much guys for taking time to come on the run free podcast really appreciate it Thanks for having me. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. So, this one, uh, we have never, the three of us, sat down and had a conversation. So, this is going to be super special. I have like pages and pages of notes. So, I'm starting out like already bummed out because I know there's no way we're probably, (laughs) no way we're possibly getting to all the questions that I have. So, um, I am. So I'm so curious about a lot of stuff, but let's start with the end since Dathan a week ago, we were supposed to hop on a podcast and Dathan texted us the night before me and Alan and was like, guys, uh, is there any way we can push it back a little bit? And we're like, yeah, no problem. And then the next day the news came out. I was like, okay, I got it now. So Dathan, you're, you're a week out, man, from retirement. How's it feeling? Yeah, I, uh, that with that cryptic uh, test me- text message th- uh, the night before, I, I was wondering, I was like, hopefully they don't ask why, you know, but uh, I just wanted to uh, be able to give you guys the full rub down, you know, here. So it's, uh, so it's good, though. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to my life and not on the golf course, probably, and, you know, not in the rocking chair or anything, but joining you guys in the ranks of uh of retired guys so we have a few years till we can collect the you know the 401ks and all that stuff but uh but it's exciting it's fun you know to be able to kind of look towards new things too and it was fun actually that uh just to relive a lot of the things you know with the retirement announcement a lot of people you know saying nice things or reading things from the past it was kind of a good way to reflect on a long time so it's kind of exciting 
Yeah, totally. I know I was texting you the day after you announced it and I was like, I don't know if it felt like this way for you, but for me it felt like I kinda <laughs> died that day because yeah, everyone's posting on social media like memories and, and it's great, right? Like I always said that like we should have our funerals before mm-hmm. we die so people can actually like say the things that are meaningful and you can actually hear them rather than being in the grave. So but that's funny how yeah, you, you kinda felt the same. You're way, right. right. Uh, you know, they say uh, they do say athletes die twice, you know, and uh it did, uh, you know, it felt like that a little bit. I mean, I'm sure Alan can talk about that too, but it's like you, you read these things and it's like you're reading memorials from your, uh, <laughs> from your life, but you're like, Hey, I'm still here, you know, but, uh, but it was nice to hear a lot of those things, a lot of very nice messages and stuff. And I remember when you guys, uh, when you guys retired and it was, uh, I was thinking about the, how, how that must be. Cause it was pretty big moments for, for you guys. And so it was just, it was just nice to be able to, get a lot of those messages from people maybe you didn't even think you would hear from um and just to kind of have you know people that were touched in some way by running in circles you know and uh and we you know we poured it all in all those years but um it was just kind of kind of cool to to hear from a lot of those people totally yeah i'm curious to hear your your experience with it too alan how was it the day do you remember the day you uh announced your retirement and how was it for you uh, the same the same message you know uh it, it's you know a part you're leaving a, a big part of you behind you know um and but i i, I felt like there was a, a a sense of relief you know um to uh just come to that conclusion that you know hey i gave it everything i had and 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 that's it you know uh and that I think that that's ultimately that what we're all trying to do with, with our running is to, to get the most out of ourselves, you know? And so, um, just, I, I felt a sense of relief, you know, relief and just, I guess, and I'm, I'm going to take a word that you used, Ryan, you said, you, you said you're grateful, you know? And I remember when you said that, that you, you felt grateful for it and, I never use those words in public, but I, I definitely want to like echo that because that's definitely something that I felt, you know, like just like, wow, I got so much from the sport. Um, and just like, thank you for that. You know, is, <laughs> is, is, was the feeling that I got. Yeah, totally, man. I felt the same. Yeah. That, that gratefulness is so huge. Um, so I'm curious, you know, like Dathan, for you, for Alan, you know, he kind of slid right into um, triathlons. I slid into weightlifting. So, what's it going to be for you, man? How how are you planning to approach like the physical component of you know having just been so into training, trying to develop your run fitness? Like, how are you planning to evolve in kind of that fitness category for you? Oh man, it wasn't a good start. You know, actually, <laughs> I uh, I had a. Uh, I had a great run the day of the retirement, you know, I went out, I went to the, cause I don't really run on trails anymore. You know how we were when we're training hard. It's like, you kind of get leery of that stuff, but you know, things that you wanted to do, but maybe you don't really. And so, uh, but I went out to this trail and it was great. And sure enough, I pretty much rolled my ankle <laughs> you know, like, and, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I shook it off. I ran through it, you know? And then I, I was just off the next day doing some, I had so much stuff. I was, trying to, you know, trying to, trying to do a bunch of things. And then the next day I was looking forward to going and I don't know, there's something wrong with my calf. I was like, the body was telling me, all right, yeah, <laughs> this was time. So I, uh, I was, uh, I'm not uh, off to a very good start right now. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to figure something else out, <laughs> but, but I'm, uh, I'm actually like, a, I'm just kind of a workout aholic. So, um, so I think, uh, you know, even though I didn't have to cross train, the last couple of days, I was like, you know what, I'm going to jump down on the bike or I went and I lifted. And, um, and so, you know, I, I went out and, you know, I just like to, I just like to be fit too, you know? So I think, I don't think I'll have any trouble. I just going to have to find a right balance of not being like kind of Superman anymore. You know, that, that, that feeling is going to be hard to, uh, hard to resurrect. I think when you're like, yeah, I can no longer go out and run 20 miles at under six minute pace and still do stuff the rest of the day. <laughs> That's going to be hard. 
Totally. Yeah, that's a transition of mindset for sure. So I'm curious. Uh, I saw a picture of your uh, home gym and I saw a punching bag in there. You ever hit Ooh, that? Man, I, <laughs> I bought that for my son, actually, uh, this Christmas. And uh, but I take him down there. I got the little, uh, you know, uh, uh, I got I got the little his I can still squeeze into his gloves. You know, it's only like a 40 pound bag. Um, but, uh, you know, it's something I used to do a little bit when I first started cross training and stuff. And Oh, it's just good, you know, it's just good to take some rage out too, you know, so. <laughs> totally, totally, man. I got one of those and I'm loving it. And I, I was saying on my podcast before, I was like, if you have kids, you should get a punch, especially boys. Just like, it's amazing how hard of a workout is. You hit that thing as hard as you can for 30 seconds and you're going to be spent, you know? So it's such a great thing for I'm gonna kids. I'm going to have to worry about stress fractures in my metatar- my metacarpals instead of metatarsals, I think, if I, I do that. <laughs> Oh man. So, so Alan, uh, you've been retired the longest of all of us. So shed some, drop some wisdom on us here, man. Uh, what, what advice do you have for not only for Dathan and I, um, but for people who are kind of ending one season of their life and moving into a new season, what has, what have you learned kind of as you've walked through the process yourself? That's a good question. I, I, I'd say the bit, I had to really uh, make sure that I still kept exercise as, as, as a part of like uh, my routine, you know, like part of, part of my life, you know? Um, Cause at one point I was like, Oh, you know, now that it doesn't matter, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm fit or not. Um, so, you know, I can like just totally put it on the back burner but like then I I just felt I just felt bad I just didn't feel good and I like wasn't I I started to like just not be healthy you know and so like you know I you know you you, you guys I I know like are, are already like you know prior have that as a part of your life but I would just say that I I had to like make make sure that 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 stuck in there and and it was it was definitely Julia would like poke at me because I would just be like super crabby <laughs> and like irritable. And she's like, you need to go exercise. And I'm, and, um, so I'd say that that'd be the first thing. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I would also say just, you know, you gotta find an, another passion and fi- find, find something else that, that, uh, um, you know, will, in a positive way, satisfy, you know, your, 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 your t- talents, which might be something totally completely different than, than what you, than, than sports, you know, or whatever you previously were, were, were doing. Uh, so, yeah. That's great, man. I love that. Yeah. I always like to remind myself, like when I find myself kind of slipping back into previous seasons, you know, reminiscing about the past being like the death of one season is the birth of a new season, you know? So I think that's really helpful is for people who are like going through transitioning is being like, you're talking about like, what is that next thing, you know, and seeing it as like a completely new fresh start that's exciting and it's adventurous and it's like doing the whole thing, but all over again in something new. So I love that. That's so good. All right, guys. So I want to jump back. I think this is gonna be really interesting because we've, like I said, never had this conversation ourselves before. But so we were dubbed the big three. Do either one of you guys remember the writer that started calling us the big three? I couldn't remember myself. I, you know, we were like relics of another time, I guess. So um, <laughs> I, I want to say that they're like, the one of the big publications still was just a hard copy thing of from uh the Harrier magazine from Mark Bloom used to write it out and um and it was kind of a precursor to all the online stuff and if I had to guess it'd be him but I mean I have no idea I mean it could have been you know track and field news or something like that but it was definitely a different uh, different time so um it'd be interesting if that person's even still alive <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, you're making me feel super old now, dude. (laughs) 
it's like this is like the genesis of internet right it was like right about the time that this was going down and i don't i don't i couldn't recall myself like how it got started but um i'm curious to hear so i'll tell you guys i'll lead with this while you're thinking about the question but i want to hear like when you guys first heard about each other and maybe about myself as well like when you became aware of each other and then also the first time you raced each other and what that experience was like um but i'll kind of lead with mine all right, I'm going to go first. I'm going to cut you off. So my my thing was the first time that I raised Dathan was, I don't know if you remember this, Dathan. I think it was Nike Indoor Nationals, right? Um, it was our senior, no, junior year. Yeah, our junior year. And yeah, was no, this, junior year. Yeah, junior year. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. So yeah. <laughs> you I'm surprised you remember it because you didn't see anything but no one in front of you. The whole time, so. <laughs> well, I was wondering who that guy was. They were talking him up big time, you know, and I was like, oh, that now. Nah. <laughs> uh, oh, man, that, I, I did not deliver that. Well, day. <laughs> that was and that was, you know, before like, the, you know, we didn't run it like, uh, you know, the armory or, uh, you know, things like that. It was at the right. flat track in Bloomington, Indiana, I think. Right. Uh, and yep, and I, yep, I, re- like I do right. remember that. Um and I think that, you know, like, I don't, we just weren't like super aware of each other like kids are nowadays. Like it yep, became, it totally. became more so I think over those, you know, next two years and, you know, junior, as a junior, you know, I, I remember running against Alan at Foot Locker and, but I remember him reading about him as a sophomore when he ran, when he ran like 406 or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. And I remember reading about that and then starting to compare um, at that point, and then I knew about you before the Bloomington race at the indoor Nike Nationals, and it was uh, it was a slow process. I think by the time we got to be seniors, it was like you're we were pretty well knew each other, you know, uh, of each other by then. But right. it was definitely a slow process. I think like nowadays everything is just so fast. Like these kids just know on it's popping up on Instagram and Twitter, and you know, right away. And so just then, it was just such a slow process. Yeah, totally different, huh? So I remember that race, man, like you just took it and just like charge. And it's funny how like first impressions, like sometimes they're, you know, totally not right. Sometimes they're like spot on. And so my impression, I just remember like after you finished that race, like you like collapsed on the track, right? (laughs) Just out, which, which I'm curious to hear about the evolution of that. Cause that kind of was something that happened a lot through your high school years. And you kind of seemed to like grow out of that. The um, first impression, uh, it wasn't a good one then i guess because i (laughs) (laughs) well the the the, so the underlying story with that i do uh i do know that that specific race um i was kind of like kind of sick with some food poisoning um i had stopped Uh, and eaten a uh sandwich uh at the gas station on the way down a gas station sandwich (laughs) and they came out of a vending machine and I remember spending like the entire uh, meat beforehand in the bathroom. And so, <laughs> so I think I was completely just out of it at that time. But yes, I, you know, I, I think when I was younger, I had the ability to maybe push a little harder, you know, I just maybe a little bit, uh, you know, m- maybe more capable of going to the well. Um, and then I think as I got older, you get, you just get the, um, you maybe the, maybe more composure to be able to, to handle, handle it. And so, that was kind of where, you know, I felt like it just got a, I got, uh, I could always push myself at a young age like that, but, but yeah, like I definitely wasn't as, as capable of pushing myself after, after I got a little older. <laughs> well, dude, it totally worked. Cause I, you got like all in my head with the collapsing <laughs> thing. Cause I, at that moment I was like, I'm gonna have to kill this guy to beat him. Like <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna kill himself before. It's I like beat the, mon- him. the it's and, like the monk the, that sets himself on fire, you know, in front of everybody, you know. So <laughs> yeah, dude. But the thing is, though, I feel like my impression was kind of spot on, even though, like, yeah, you kind of stopped do- doing the collapsing thing eventually. But like, you still strike me as like if I had to pick out one runner who's able to push themselves beyond any other runner like i would choose you um so like and that's what so i want to hear more about that so where does that come from like how do you get that drive to push yourself that hard well you know like i think there's you know some the nature versus nurture thing right that's just like no doubt about it we're all like incredibly talented like 
without without our parents and yeah and like, other intervention i'll say of uh, from above uh there would be no way to you're gonna only you're gonna only be so good but you do have to have the ability to to go to that well like just a lot of people i don't want to say they quit before they uh before they they uh they're capable of but you they you know i think the best athletes can kind of get the most out of themselves and um but you know you guys are like that i mean i remember watching you know alan break the american record in brashat belgium with about 30 other people in the stands you know there was a little bit more than that but like i mean he's running solo at the end you know like in running for 347 you know and you have to be able to take yourself to a place that others won't you know and i think that you probably know that from the marathon right like there's you you have to will yourself forward you know to get yourself the most out of yourself at that point and so i think for me it was something inherent that i learned when i was younger and i just i loved it and i thrived on getting the most out of myself and you know when you're in a race with other really good people they kind of drive you to that and so um but you know my parents really taught hard work and stuff and but I don't know. I think a lot of that just comes naturally too. Like you have to, you have to kind of have it in you. Maybe that little bit of neurosis, I guess, to to really to really want to, <laughs> you know, you know, torture yourself in that way. So, so can you like go into your mind, like put yourself back when you're running twelve fifty six or whatever moment? You had a lot of painful moments throughout your career, I'm sure. Can you put yourself like in that moment where you're hurting the most, and like what is actually going through your mind in that moment? <laughs> the moment I think I was probably hurting the most was the last hundred meters or two hundred meters of the NCAA cross country championships against you. <laughs> to tell you the truth, like <laughs> that was one of the hardest I mean, I don't I really don't know that I've gone that to the well too many times. And um I think, you know, a lot of times I it was like a desire or a need to feel that I had to prove something, you know, whether it's to myself or or others. And so I would always think that I I have one more thing. I can hold on just that much longer, you know, like uh, and just try to be the, either the last person to break, or there's one more gear and always trying to talk myself into it, I think is important. And it was something I would practice a lot, you know, during, you know, during practice, I would think about those things and I would use these mantras in my head and, um, just, it wasn't necessarily numbing the pain, but maybe like accepting it, I think was my, maybe a better, mm-hmm. better word. And, and knowing that, you're kind of the master of your own destiny, you know, like it, you can always turn it off. That's the one thing about racing and running is you're the, you're the one in charge. Like you can, you can turn the light switch off at any time. And, you know, and, and so I would use that in practice and always try to do that. And something I think that's important, you know, people can overtrain by running too hard and stuff, but you do have to learn how to take the pain too. And that's why the first workout back is always the worst. You're like, well, how did I ever do that? It's been, a lot of it's mental too. You're just not as mentally tough any anymore as you were just two weeks before when you were on fire. And, you know, it's just, uh, it, it takes practice. Totally. I know. Yeah. I think you got to have your workouts where you're like, all right, today, like I'm going to practice mentally suffering. So Alan, same question to you, man. When you're, when you're in the, the moment of pain, the most intense moments of those races, what is going through your mind? How do you get through those moments? I would say it, it, it's it's like the motivation is very similar to what to what, to what Dathan described, but I, I, I there was very little like conscious words that would go through my head. You know, I wouldn't like. Um, it was more like just the feeling of pushing hard, you know, and so I, I uh, you know, it was it, it at those at those moments where you're pushing the hardest, it was all instinct at that point to me, you know? And I think it was from those practices and sometimes, you know, you know, lead up races that would kind of harden you or harden your mental toughness so that when you got to that moment where you're digging deeper than you've ever done before, it, it was an instinct, you know, it was like a, it was something that you, like almost like practice, you know, like Dathan said that you had to practice it. And I felt like once you ha- sort of have the, have that, that re- those repetitions 
of pushing yourself deep down, then it, it just becomes instinct. And you're, I, mean, I felt like I was always reacting, you know, it wasn't, um, uh, it wasn't a lot of like conscious thought. I, I, there, uh, you know, you just, you're, you're just reacting to the, the situation and, uh, um, and it, it, it was, uh, you know, just, you could describe it in words later, like, Hey, I pushed hard the last 400, but I wasn't saying push hard, you know, in my, I wasn't using those words in my head. It was just, it was, uh, just, just an action that I was doing, you know? Um, and it just, it, it, I think it, it came, it came naturally to me too. You know, um, it's just, I just want, always just wanted to push, get everything out of myself and time it so that your gas tank runs out just at the finish line <laughs> right, right, right there totally. um, and i think all three of us could agree that sometimes you push and the gas tank runs out a little before the finish line <laughs> <laughs> definitely been there yeah it sounds like like when you're talking alan it reminds me of like a it's like a conditioned response right it's almost like a horse it's like when he hears the bell it goes and it's like when the pain comes it's like a conditioned response where it's like instinct like you're talking about and it just it comes out yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right. So I, I talked about, and Dathan and I talked about the first time we matched up. I'm curious about you guys, Alan and Dathan. When was the first time, let's go to Dathan to start. When was the first time you guys matched up? I think it had to have been Foot Locker junior year, right, Alan? Yeah, Foot Locker junior year. Yeah. Yeah. I was a bit of a surprise. Okay. I was a bit what? of a surprise winner, I, I think, you know, at that. But, uh, but it was, uh, I knew him well by then, you know, from, from the spring. Uh, that's when I had, I remember reading about his, him running, you know, four Oh six. And I think I had only ran four fourteen. you know? So I was like, Oh, that's the guy I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta beat that guy. I gotta keep thinking about that guy. It was like, uh, you know, always wanting to be the best, you know, the best sophomore or the best, you know, freshman or whatever it was. And I remember him from that, you know, that year before and thinking, well, okay, four Oh six. And they talked about Jim Ryan's record at the time as a sophomore, I think. And, um, and so I remember, and I knew him going in and I had ran well that sophomore year. I'd won a national, uh, new band or it was Nike, it was Nike no, it was Adidas back then, uh, outdoor championship in a two mile as my first one, but, but still hadn't ran crazy, crazy fast. I think I ran under nine minutes, but you know, like people didn't run as fast as they do nowadays either. So, um, so, so I think going into that junior year, yeah, that was, that was the first time I knew him. I don't know if he, he, maybe he not, didn't know me as good as I knew him. I think at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, go I was going to say, I, I totally remember that race too. Um, and it was, uh, you know, after that race, Dathan, I felt like, uh, if I had to trace back to uh, the moment when I, you know, uh, really, uh, you know, you could look back and say that that's when it started the, the, the long progression to like the next, the, the, like a year and a half later when I, I ran really fast in the mile, it started like the neck, like the moment that race ended was when that started because I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy is insanely good. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, and I, and I knew I, cause I knew I had to race you in the next year. And so like, it was trying to chase you th- in cross country that, 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 that made me want to work so hard. And even though you still won the next year, it was chasing you in cross country that like set me up for for the track season. Like I take all credit for a three fifty three mile. You can take a lot, <laughs> man. I'm not even. I'm I'm not joking. Seriously, like it. It. I mean, I. Uh, I mean, because all that work really it really set it, it, it set up it set that whole it set the whole stage for that. Um, it for 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 me uh, in in my development like as a as a runner, you know. Um. I mean, I, I remember I, I, because, because I, I had never run on that course. I, I tried to find like a golf course that was just like that Florida course, which is like, <laughs> that, like 
that that weird like that weird soft grass with those like like mogul hills that were like remember that it was like a it was like a, a it was like a sponge <laughs> yeah it was, it was such a weird course and i was like and i i, I like scout i like went all around rest and i found this one little like neighborhood that had this like had those moguls in it and i would just do these little like like 700 meter loops around it just so i could like practice going up and down those loops because i was like oh my gosh I'm going to have to, I had to step up my game so much to like, to, <laughs> to get to this guy. Uh, so yeah, I, it was, a, it was a big race for sure. I'm curious, like what your guys dynamic was like between the two of you. Like, I know I was like the quiet guy. He was like, like, uh, like this funny Dathan, that Dathan, uh, texted Alan and I a picture that he had from uh, us being on the podium our senior year at Foot Locker and I had this like scowl on my face and that just like perfectly pictured how I was in high school I was like the quiet guy that wasn't going to talk to anyone that was like not a poor loser <laughs> but so I, I didn't really interact with you guys I think hardly at all in high school but what was did you guys interact with each other and what was that interaction like? Whew, I don't think not much I mean you know friendly but I would say you know, we weren't, I mean, we would see each other a little bit later, you know, throughout, you know, at events and stuff like that, um, as we were in college and professional and stuff like that. But in high school, I don't think a whole lot. I mean, I remember me and you, Ryan, sitting down and, you know, talking with you and your dad at Hayward Field. Um, I think it was, it must, that must have been our senior years. Um, you know, I remember that a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Alan, I, you know, I, I don't think that we, we never corresponded or anything, did we? Um, in high school, I don't think so. Not not in high school. I think I think we got to know each other much better. Like once we were professionals, you know. I we that- we we lived and breathed together in injured training. Uh, you know, for <laughs> for a winter, like the darkest places. You know, like where you're just both injured and stuff like that. But you know, that friendship came long. You know, long after. You know, the initial. You know, yeah, in high school. I mean, it was a. Uh, I, I was a little like you, Ryan, and, and I was I wasn't like super quiet, but um, but uh, I, I guess I was. I've always been a little, maybe slightly introverted, but um, but uh, you know I, I was. I, I, I guess uh, I, I found my groove in running really easily, you know, too, and so it was easier to have confidence and stuff. And when you're when you're in something like that, where you're good at it and stuff, which is why I think you know that sports is good for any kid, you know, but it's especially good if it's something you know, you're really good at and passionate about, but you know, it makes it easier to reach out and talk to other people. I think when you can talk about something that you can relate together with. So. Totally. Yeah. All right. So next question for you guys, uh, Dathan, and I guess there's more question for Dathan, but, uh, do you remember where you were when, uh, you heard that Alan broke four minutes for the first time indoors in high school? (laughs) Yeah. I think I've told Alan this before, actually, uh, me and my friend were, uh, at my house and uh, he did that. And I, I had the, I had a dartboard on my, uh, in my basement, you know, we put Alan's picture on it and we started throwing darts at it, uh, because it was, it was like, uh, it was, it was a competition. Hold on. This is a true story. True story. Yeah, right this now? Is true story, you know, but, uh, it, it was, it was a competition where I was like, yeah, yeah, I came out. I had, I had won at Foot Locker and stuff. And then like a month or two later, Alan goes out and runs out. I was like, Oh crap. You know, you totally outshining me now. And, uh, and so that was, uh, I think that that was, it was funny because, uh, I told Alan this once a couple of years ago. He's like, what the heck? You know, like, I can't believe you would do that. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. And then, and then I started just being more and more impressed as the season went on because, you know, he went, you know, when he ran like pre-classic and stuff, I was like, geez, this guy's on other world right now. You know, it's amazing. And, uh, and I was like, I'm, I'm just was thankful to not be a miler at that point because, uh, you know, I basically had no chance at that point, you know, and those, and, and so, um and but it was funny yeah I, re- I remember that and um do you remember me telling you that Alan <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> you, I, yeah I, I, there's no it's no secret to me that you've defaced lots of pictures of me uh, <laughs> that's the only one only one <laughs> no you 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 were you 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 took that picture of me with the guitar and you and you gave it to the to uh to to McHenry and they like posted it in his PT office. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't defaced. That that was that was strictly uh that was already published uh 
you know, uh, document that was. <laughs> that's true. There was, there was no mustaches on that one. I, I still have the photo and it's going to, it creeps out every once in a while. I think, uh, you know. <laughs> you still have it please send me a picture oh, of that I'll, I got I'll, I'll send it i think it was was that the sports illustrated one yeah, it was, uh, yeah. pretty pretty one of those epic pictures that you wish never was taken yeah <laughs> oh my god man i i just had to mute myself because i was laughing so hard when you're telling that story dude uh, <laughs> so um oh man so alan you don't know this but where i was the first time that i heard you broke four minutes i was warming up for the the la indoor games and i was gonna race against bernard lagat in the professional field for a mile race and uh my coach uh irv ray came up to me after i'd warmed up and he was like i don't know if i should tell you this or not but uh alan just broke four minutes for the mile (laughs) and i was I was like, at that moment, I was like, he should not have just told me that. Like, I was so like, instinct was. I was, I was like, I was like fired up, but also like insecure, as like high school, the high school version of me was, you know. So like fired up, but also like, like oh, like uh, like just frustrated too that it wasn't me, you know. And so I went out against Bernard and went through the half in two minutes, and then just like blew up. So I hold you personally responsible for that blow up. <laughs> I'm race. sorry, man. Was, was that a, was that like an eleven lap to the tr- the mile track? Like like one of those- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that those are painful. I love those tracks. Those those are like race car tracks, man. Yeah, it's like running in a toilet bowl. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so so Alan, I am super curious what kind of workouts you were doing in high school that showed you you were in three fifty three shape, or did you not do any workouts where you're like, I can run three fifty three and it just kinda like came out of you and was a big shock and surprise? Um, uh, that the train log for my senior year got take got stolen, so I can't like I can't I, I don't have the exact like a lot of them, but I do remember doing one workout, um, where I did seven times a four hundred. Uh, it was supposed to be eight, but we did we only did seven, and I'll t- and you'll you'll know why in a sec. Um, I got I got like three like between three and four minutes rest, so like quite a, quite a bit of rest. And I did them. I did them all in the first six in about fifty-four to fifty-five, and then the last one I ran in like fifty-one-nine. I want to say it was like just under fifty-two. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then that was like okay, seven's enough, and that was it. And so that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, say in, in your mind when you were in that fifty-one, you were planning on running another one after. Uh, that? No, 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 because because it, it was he. He said this is the last one. He said this is the last, so I like un- I like unloaded on that. Uh, on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, and so it so, was like that. I I knew I was su- super fit, but I you know I didn't know I was going to run three feet. I was I was still just trying to break four minutes again. You know that was like my goal. That was seriously my goal was just to be under four minutes. You kind of overshot it there, <laughs> Alan. I guess you know. Well, I mean, cause, Ryan, me and the first time that me and you. Well, not the first time, but the first, I guess the first time on the track that you and I raced was, was at Arcadia. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that. I watched, I watched that race. I think, uh, I don't know if it was at live or not, but I remember watching it. Yeah. I was just trying to break four minutes. We both were. And like, I I don't know about you, but I would have been content with three fifty anything, you know, three fifty nine ninety nine. It would have been like, Oh, sweet. 359 you know like yeah. I'll, t- I'll take a few of those you know uh so uh you know I, I the expectation wasn't to try to you know run 355 but uh it just you know the magic happened uh so um but but i'll definitely say again that it definitely you know a lot of the base training like in the strength stuff that happened in the fall was like a huge um, you know, set, set up those, those speed workouts that kind of brought out, uh, brought out the, the speed at the end. Ryan's gone. It's just me and oh. you, Alan. <laughs> I, he's, he, he's the one leading this charge. So he's got, he's, he's the one who, uh, he's up in the mountains where there's no, uh, there's no wifi. There's no Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, well, I remember watching 353. I mean, I was watching. It was on NBC. It was a you know pre-classic on NBC. You know, and it was like 
I remember watching it live, completely blown away. I mean, it was unreal because you were like third or some or fourth, right? Third or fourth? Uh, I, I, I was actually fifth. I was actually fifth. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, it was right El Garouge and the <laughs> Lagat, and was, it was just mind blowing, you know. And uh, watching that happen, just I mean, when when seeing you do that, um, I I mean, I, it makes sense running seven. Uh, seven times 400 at those paces. I mean, I couldn't, I, I could never even in my prime run those. I mean, that's my PR, you know, like, so the fact that you could run those, is just, it's unreal to me. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, seeing it happen on that race day. Yeah, man, that was crazy. That was just an un- unreal. What did you feel like when it, when, when you were done with it? That was a weird, I mean, was it was euphoric or? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was like surreal, like, you know, to come through, you know, after having that, that four minute mile, like kind of, uh, in your head, you know, th- that pace, uh, and, and how hard that was going to be. And like, when we came through, um, like under two minutes and I felt really good. Like, I felt like I was, I, I felt like I was jogging. I mean, is pretty close to that, you know, like I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel so good. Like too good. Like compared to the pace that, that, that we were, I knew that we were running. And so like the whole, the whole race was like just this surreal thing, you know? And I was able to like, you know, that last lap I, I, I could, I was able to like unload on that last lap, just like I did in that, in that, in that one workout. What, what was the last lap on that race? The last 400? Uh, like 55 and change. I forget. Yeah, fifty five yeah, low too, like fifty five two three maybe. And you, and you and you plowed through the field too. It wasn't like it wasn't like you were uh, you you were sitting in fifth place the whole time, right? Didn't you come yeah. around and and, and blast through it? People, yeah. I mean, I yeah. and I passed them all on the back stretch, so I, I did kind of luck out that I didn't have to do it on the turn. Um, that's that's crazy. Well, there's a, there's I mean, you know, like there was part of that Hayward field magic for sure, but you still can only run what you're capable of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, so yeah, it was, it was surreal. Uh, it was definitely a surreal feeling. Um, this is just for all you guys out there listening. This is just the Dathan and Alan, uh, show right now. Ryan, although he's hosting this thing, his, uh, his Wi-Fi crashed or something like that. So, yeah, so, uh, so I told him that I would take over, you know, for him. So, so we can talk bad about him right now while he's gone, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. But. Well, uh, well, Dathan, I, 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 I want to ask you like, uh, um, you know, you're, uh, I feel like it's pretty clear that like I was more the middle distance guy. Um, and, and, but you, you and Ryan, um, both did the marathon, um, and you both successfully, but, um, I, I, I don't know. I feel, I still feel like running 1256 and that, that one sticks out to me as, as, as like, I don't know, I guess your, I guess your best, your best run. I mean, is it, would you, would you agree with that? Do you think that ultimately you, you, you were a 5k guy, guy deep down or are you still, do you, do you think that the marathon and the longer stuff was what you, what you did, what you did better? Well, I, you know, like, yeah, 1256, I gotta say, I probably got the most, like everything I could out of me, like, like in everything was perfect, you know, that day. And I was in the shape of my life and um, I probably, and I ran it super even splits and I even closed well, but like, it was just steady. Like everything was, was spot on. And so it's funny, like at the end of the day, it ended up with you, you were, you stayed in your, in your zone for the most part, but you still beat me in 10 K, which, uh, which is amazing. You know, like your range was incredible, but you know, Ryan, you know, started out as this guy who's going to be that miler guy. And he ended up just amazingly, you know, metabolically efficient and, you know, just suited to the marathon. Well, and, and I kind of always, I think everybody assumed that I would be that way too. And I had success, but like it, it did not come easy and it was, you know, mixed success too. And, but yeah, that 5k is probably the best overall performance, but truthfully, like, I think I cut, I probably, I was always a middle distance or a um, half marathon or two probably, you know? So it's like, I I was always good at that. 
always was able to do that. Um, but it was like I was capable of doing really good, just steady, fast stuff. I never had the wheels to be a true 5K runner. So, you know, like when I was I when I was a um, uh, making all these teams on the 10K, you know, three world championships and two Olympic teams. I never loved it. It was just because I didn't have the wheels to close at the end. So I could kind of grind out really good, you know, from the two mile to the 10 K. But if it was ever a sit and kick, I was, I was done. I was toast. And so I was, uh, I I was, I would say I was a real half marathoner because when I I ran my PR and got a bronze medal in the world half marathon championships, only six weeks after running 1256. And I I think I could have ran significantly faster, you know, in a really good rapid race there. And so, yeah, it's 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 one of those things where I think that I don't say I was a person without an event, but it was definitely, you know, it was definitely difficult, you know, to to piece that together, you know, and try to find success in in the right event at certain times. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I th- I think that was. It sounds like you you you, you struggled with 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 choosing an event. Uh, in a similar way that, that I did too. Cause I, 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 uh, you know, I kind of wanted to move up too, you know? Um, cause, and I, I think that race that I ran with you, that, that 10,000, I think that I, I actually, it was kind of, it was a good thing, but also really bad for me. Cause it put this seed in my head thinking that I was, I could be like a, the distance runner, but ultimately I was just better at the, at the middle distance events. You know, and and uh, and I feel like I got distracted by trying to move up when I I, I think I would have had a longer career if I just stuck with the middle distance stuff and didn't mess around as much. Really, actually, honestly, trying uh, at the at the longer stuff, you know. Um, so, like, yeah. you know, uh, that that makes sense, you know. But you got you know, there's a that's part of you got to like always keep it fresh too. Sometimes, right? Like sometimes it's, you get into one, one thing, you know, and it's like you grind over and over and over again. And we'll talk about that with Ryan maybe, but like, you know, like what he thought about with the marathon in that way, you know, like eventually, like, that's why sometimes it's good to shake things up, but it's like, you're right. You do have to have, you ultimately have to have a prime focus, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, Ryan, what do you think? (laughs) All right. Let's, let's sign off here and then he can maybe edit it. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So I'm super curious when people in running like just have massive breakthrough years, I find it to be really, really intriguing. So we all kind of like had our years where we, we hit it big, right? So like for Dathan, yourself in 2009, you're in 1256 for 5K, broke the American record and just had an extraordinary year, ran 60 minutes for the half marathon, which by the way, I've been curious about this and I've never asked you this question. Did you, uh, did you know you were like right at 60? Did you see a clock on you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess it was one of those moments where um, I I was a mad sprint to the finish, so I didn't really until like I mean right at the end because I knew I was going to get third instead of second. Um, but it was like you turn a corner and you could see it kind of thing. And um, but yeah, I was just super fit that whole year, you know. Like, but yeah, that I felt like I could have ran a lot faster in a non championship race and stuff. But turning around the corner and and I was kicking for second place and stuff, and it was like man. I, I had, it was like everything I had. And then, uh, I saw 59, 59 and you know, the world right. athletics, they, they, they round up on the roads. And so I, I, I was like, I, I, you don't think of that in the moment though. You're like, yeah, I'll t- yeah, it's great. I did. And then I, I saw 60 flat. And, and at the time my marathon PR was two ten zero zero and 60 <laughs> flat zero zero. And both of those sound a lot worse than 59, 59 or two Oh nine fifty nine. So yeah, that's funny. So, so I'm curious about that year for you, Dathan, and then we'll go to you, Alan, the year that you're in uh three forty six. Um, what was it about that year? Like, can you, have, have you been able to look back and identify like things you did differently? Obviously you're working under Alberto, who's a new coach, but like what kind of happened in that year to allow for like such a phenomenal breakthrough? Yeah, that, that year, I guess probably really started after the Olympics, I guess, because the Olympics in 08, uh, running the marathon, I had really focused on the marathon, you know, in 2007, I had ran, 
I had a really good year. I ran 811 for two miles, which was my, you know, one of my really, one of my best times, you know, and any distance as well um, on the track. And so I had ran 811 and I had made the world championships team and, you know, focused on a lot of speed, just really, you know, but then I, I made that uh, marathon team at the end of 07 and I was a little banged up throughout 08 and, and I just, I didn't hardly run anything other than, you know, cross country and, and the Olympic marathon. So it just had been tons of longer stuff, you know, through the fall and the winter of 09. And then I was running the London marathon, um, in early 2009. And so my coach at the time, Brad Hudson, I was doing 125 miles a week and really hard long runs. And just, you know, like you looking back, it's all like really hard base type stuff, you know, and, and I guess I was building a foundation you know, and at the time I didn't realize it, but cause I was building that foundation. And when I, you know, came back and I started to work with Alberto and, uh, in the summer, um, I mean, we started doing some fast stuff, like crazy stuff I had never done. And so I, I basically just drained the tank a little bit on all this mountain of fitness that I had built all, all, all winter long. And I was just able to do crazy fast stuff that, um, really, I, I think I never had like, a straight year of aerobic foundation like, to do, what kind of you know, and so that's what in that year to um, allow for like, I mean, such it's, a it's just breakthrough. one of those things. that's like essential, I think. And, and even when I ran, you know, 12, uh, my PR in, in 2012, it was just, a, it was after a year of huge foundation. And, and, you know, sometimes it's overlooked the, I think the, the months that happen, you know, like way, way, way in the past. And, you know, it's that's, that's that consistency and having that aerobic ability because, even though it's running 1256 is such a fast, you know, thing and closing these races fast, man, you, you have to have this aerobic mountain behind you to really do that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think all the best runners in the world, you know, that's, that's really those breakthroughs. And uh, you guys could probably talk to that too. It's like talking about Alan when he ran 353 in high school, you know, it's this aerobic foundation that he can then tap into these, these short, fast sessions that really just, it just makes you sharp and it, and it sharp, you know, it makes your ability and all those anaerobic things to be better. And, and so you have to have that, that foundation. I think a lot of that was built through the year before. Yeah, I, I totally Ryan, agree. Oh, Ryan, Ryan, I think, I think Ryan's, Ryan's gone again. He's oh, gone. <laughs> he was hard. He was harping on us about having a good wi- Wi-Fi connection, you know, beforehand. So when you're li- living in the mountains, that happens. But. Yeah, you know, David, I, I remember hearing that. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know, I might have heard it from you or, or I heard it somewhere just how, um, you know, that year prior to 1256, you um, you were just you were running, you were, you were doing a lot of volume. And then when you switched to, uh, you know, you, 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 I'm sorry, you, you were still doing volume with um, when you were running with Alberto, but it was just a sl- that sort of slight transition to. A more speed oriented um that it just brought all that like you said just that mountain of fitness just exploded out of you you know um mm-hmm. yeah I, I lost it for a second there like about 15 seconds but uh yeah no but, no you, yeah i, I think i did you were you talking about, yeah i think you were talking about the uh uh about the the transition right yeah or, or just having that mountain of fitness from the year before um, and then, you know, transitioning to a slightly more speed, uh, oh. oriented, um, uh, you know, program. Um, and it just, it, it, it made up for that. It set you up for success, right? Yeah. You know, it's like any foundation of a house, right? You know, like you got to build a good basement, a great, a great, uh, base layer. And, you know, that's what we talk about base all the time. And, you know, I think you, it's, it's short-sighted sometimes to look at the fancy workouts that happened in the two months before, you know, when I ran 1256, I mean, some of these workouts were unreal, you know, or before I broke that or won the bronze medal at the world half, like they were just so good, but really it was, it was all happening before, you know, like, and it's, it's sometimes the stuff that's never seen, you know, and, and, and people's, people don't maybe realize that it's, it's such a long-term thing. And you could probably say the same thing about a year that you, you know, like, like in 2007, when you 
broke the American record in the mile. I mean, like the whole year before that, you know, you ran, you beat me in the 10K in 2006, you know, like, and so you were obviously doing some good strength work and maybe it was difficult, you know, like you, you had difficulties throughout the rest of that year, but like you have to have that foundation. And when you were able to do these crazy, you know, crazy training sessions, I heard about some of the sessions you did, uh, you know, in, in the spring that year, like the 800s uh, right before pre-classic and stuff. That's why you were toast for that race, you know, because you ran, what did you run, like 150 or something like that in practice for the last one for eight times 800 or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. But, how, but how was I able to get through that workout? And like, how, I, I wouldn't have been able to make it to the ninth 800 without all the base that I did the year before in 06 when I was trying to run a, run cross country and, and I ran against you in that 10,000, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have, uh, you gotta have the, the foundation to put anything on. And I think at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if Ryan's here with us anymore. He's still, he's still off, I think, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to have a foundation to lay, um, all the fancy stuff on and, you know, for us, I think that, you know, all that was maybe started back in, you know, 1999 and 2000, 2001. But, you know, we all were fortunate to have long careers where we were American record holders in every event, made Olympic teams and won national titles. And but truthfully, all that stuff kind of starts, you know, it starts at a much earlier date. And, you know, that, that foundation from the early years is what what was what enabled uh, to us to have those great careers, and that's really part of the part of part of the part of the journey is that you 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 have to put in all the hard work at those other times. Yeah, totally, completely agree. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, Ryan is uh, no longer with us, and so he told us to uh, to uh, to end on a good note. So uh, we'll we'll say goodbye to for him. Uh, but uh, I think I appreciated being able to sit here and talk to Alan and and Ryan and now that we're all in retirement and um now we can we can watch the the next crop of young kids come through. Yeah, great great talking to you Dathan and All right, Alan.